Hey, strangers. Welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. As always, I am Kurt, and I am joined by my co-host, the mistress of mystery. (laughs) I know that sounded good. Sure. Krista. You always come up with such great titles for me. That was just off the top of my head, too. I'm always on... Yeah, right. You've been planning that for a week. I did. Like, I got a big board at home (laughs) with... What can I do this week? What can I do this week? (laughs) Okay, I need to start doing that, or that's really creepy. (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm still a little sick. Last week, I was really sick. Uh, It was the week before that we recorded the episode, right? We were both sick. Yeah, and then I got sicker. I ended up catching the flu, and then later in the week, getting a sinus infection, which I've never had before, by the way. Oh, I've had That was a learning experience. They're horrible. My teeth, how I knew I had it was because my teeth hurt, because my head was so stuffed up. Well, you have sinuses in your jaw. Yeah. So, yeah, if you turn and move... It was bad. It felt like a weird... It was bad. That's yeah. why I released the podcast a day early is because I came home from work sick and I'm like, you know what? I Get just want to release with. this. <laughs> and it sounds like a lot of people really liked that episode, so that made me happy because I'm obsessed with the Beth Sphere. And a lot of them, I know Stephanie... Uh, a couple other ones got back to me that they went and listened to the Astonishing Legends podcast. Oh, nice. So now they're hooked on that. Cool. And they listened to the episode and they totally agree with me that the the Betts family member was 100% being legit in everything nice. she said. So that was awesome. It was a cool topic for sure. Yeah, I loved it. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So thanks a lot. Um, What else do we got? Shout outs? Yeah, let's do some new stranger shout outs. We actually were able to make it to the studio tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just, cloud. this winter has been <sighs> horrible. We're... Like the last two episodes, we've been between snowstorms. So now we had snow yesterday. I think I think Mantua got like five or six inches. Oh, no. I think it was more like eight because was my it? husband was working up there yesterday and he said it was like eight. Okay. We got was... six here where I where we are now. You know how us guys are. We think five inches are eight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. How, just like my husband's almost just about six feet tall. That yeah. means he's 5'10". Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any guy who <laughs> says he's almost six feet is 5'10". <laughs> eight inches I could see because I saw people out <laughs> shoveling and it was pretty bad. it was very powdery yeah um but snow it, and then it's yeah. like oh, are we gonna sketchy get roads for sure yeah i wasn't 100 sure we were going to get here today and now there's more snow coming tomorrow and then <sighs> over the weekend we're going to get hit with another arctic blast of way sub zero temperatures yeah so realistically there might be an episode coming up where we cannot make it here because we've lucked out on these last two but right. it's this winter has been horrible yeah, those groundhogs can suck it because they all said spring was <laughs> coming did. early. Yeah. And you're still sick too, right? Jerks. Kind of. I'm a little congested, but yeah. I feel fine. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. mostly just angry at winter. Yeah. I'm We're just... not speaking right now. And the thing is when it's like 9,500 degrees, I'm going to miss this because I hate being hot. <laughs> I know. I absolutely hate Super being Super humid. Yep. Oh my God. I hate that. Mosquitoes latching to you the second you walk <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, walking on my we trail. We get like a month of really nice weather. Yeah, there's like in, in one Wisconsin. month where I could go on my trail and it's, it's like September. nice, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's like kind of between swamps. So once the mosquitoes come Ooh, out, man. it's like, no. All right, that was Krista and Kurt bitching corner. <laughs> <laughs> bitching corner. I uh, want to give some shout outs to our newest strangers. And those are Steve Fry, Marcy Kasten, who I know in real life. Love you, Marcy. Fallon Bickerstaff, which is a really cool name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes I think they have to be made up. No, I think that's a legit <laughs> you name. You think that's a that's real a name? That's a cool name, yeah. Uh, of course, Birgen K, which is Barry's daughter. Yes. And we got to get those two here. We do. To be on the... We or say we that, need to go to them. We say that, yeah, we do take our strange sessions on the road. Totally. 
And Lisa Kilmer, who I've been friends with on Facebook for a long time, and she's really amazing. So thank you for joining, Lisa. Kimberly Coulter. And I want to give two special shout outs to friends of mine that listen to the show but didn't necessarily join the strangers. And the first one is to my very good friend, Jess, who her and I went to lunch a couple weeks ago. And we were talking and she told me that she listens to the podcast and I had no idea that she listened to it. But she said she kind of had to stop because she has a big house out in the country by herself. And I think she said she got to like the personal experiences or the Mm. EVP and she's like, nope, I cannot do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I know I've mentioned it on here before that I take it for granted. I live in an apartment complex where there's always people. So it's never really scary. Uh But if I was at a house out in the country all by myself listening to this stuff. So I totally get it. Yeah. Totally get it. So thank you, Jess. And I want to give a shout out to my very good friend, longtime friend, Tom Bialik, who I'm good friends with. And we were texting a couple days ago and he didn't know anything about the podcast. So I told him and he listened to our last episode and now he said he is hooked. Cool. So thank you so much, Tom. I got drunk at his house so much back in the day. (laughs) Back when I was back when I was fun and did stuff. When you were fun. Yeah. You're fun now. No, I'm the different kind of fun. Well, I'm boring, so I think you're fun. Okay, maybe we're both just boring and boring fun together. I'm cool with that. That's great. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. And do you have any shout outs or I don't. Anything? Nope. Nope. I'm boring. We're both boring. Um, Moving on to the taste test already? Housekeeping. Oh, housekeeping. We have housekeeping. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I think there was something else I was going to add in there, but I don't remember what it was. But we want to give a huge thank you to Shayna Shalou, who sent us a postcard from Alcatraz. Yeah, very cool. Which is awesome. And we probably will get to doing an episode on Alcatraz, because Alcatraz is fascinating. I would love to visit Alcatraz. I would too. I I really want to get to California. I really would like to see San Francisco in that area. Los Angeles, I don't know about. That's a little... You know, I'm boring. (laughs) I think Los Angeles is a little too speedy, glitzy for me. I don't know. So I really do want to get out there and I'd love to see Alcatraz. So thank you so much for the postcard and a huge thank you to Bridget. Yes. For sending us Valentine's Day cards. They were so cute. They were so cute. Oh my God. They had dogs on them. Yes. They were super cute. So thank you so much, Bridget. I took a picture of our um, listener board. We have a board full of... (laughs) It's pictures and postcards and stuff so i'm gonna post that to the and page it's getting too. full so yeah we need another board actually. i'm gonna check hobby lobby tomorrow to see if they have like a bigger board that we could put up in here for our stuff Stu- stuff's overlapping other stuff it is it needs its own space it does well i'll find something but thanks again bridget so sweet yep thank she's you. so sweet thank you for the uh, what the hell was that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the mail guys and i think moving on oh uh, we're for, for the people that listen on YouTube, you know, there's mm. been kind of discussions about this. We do not read the YouTube comments because YouTube comments are generally jerks. The, yeah, the pit of despair. So I, <laughs> I stay away from that despair. stuff. I've heard, I've had people tell me that people complain about the show that they don't need to hear about our personal lives and whatever. Mm. But hey, wah, wah. that's by that. This then point, listen to a different show. At I this point, this is what you're gonna get. Yeah, I don't care. You know? Yeah, <laughs> fine. There's literally a million podcasts. You're gonna go listen to another one. You're not a captive audience. You can change to exactly. a different podcast at exactly. any time. I was and we thinking, so appreciate the ones who stay with yes, us. Yes, we do. I was thinking the other day that like finding a good podcast is kind of like a relationship yeah. where there's, there's, you're going to pod- be with it for a while. There's podcasts where 
it would be perfectly like suited for me. But then when I listen to it, I'm like, I just don't get into it. You have to click with the host. You just have to click with the host. You have to click with the podcast. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it is like dating. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for dating us, I guess. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know. but um, And also, yeah, so we don't know what we're going to do with the YouTube. We might actually shut off the comment section, but I think that might piss a lot of people off. Because they can't leave jerky comments. Well, I think some people do leave good comments. But I think some people do only listen through YouTube as well. I, I know. That's so. why I don't know if I want to shut off comments or just let people comment and, mm-hmm. and whatever. I don't know. I just don't want to have to monitor them. No. Sorry. No. That's why we need an intern. Intern can monitor. <laughs> yeah. Delete all the negative ones. Get in big fighting matches with people that talk garbage <laughs> about us. Totally. <laughs> Troll everybody. And I think the last bit of housekeeping is that this is episode four. And episode 13 is coming up, and that will be our 50th episode. Wow, crazy. So that amazes me. Um, yeah. Krista and I kind of talked about... Now I'm starting to lose my voice. <laughs> Great. I'm going to have to read your yeah, story, you're too. Yeah, to read my story, too. <laughs> Krista and I kind of talked about maybe having our 50th episode be a listener submission where you can send in stories, or you can just send in whatever you want. You say know. hi. You can say hi. You could say congratulations on 50 episodes. We love the uh, the voice clips. Yes, we do love the voice clips. So maybe we're going to do that for the 50th. I'm not sure yet, but we got a little ways to go. Yeah. So the, seeing how this winter is going, it'll we'll probably be snowed out for that one too. <laughs> it'll be summer by the time we but get to that episode. <laughs> I, think, I think that's pretty much all I have for housekeeping. housekeeping. Okay. Moving on to the taste test. Sounds good. Well, you never know. It could be terrible. Yeah, I, I was surprised <laughs> that a berry put, put in a, the strangers that she puts those, uh, the bacon flavored seaweed chips. In. Maybe Bergen just throws them out every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Says, thanks, mom. I mean, I can, I can see if you're into that liking them. It's just, like I said, I think it just caught me by surprise. Where Even if, if I, I would have known, known, if somebody was said, just so you know, they're going to be fishy. I would have hated them either way. Yeah. So that that's just, not a good taste. Fishy is not a good taste. No, it was just not our cup of tea. I don't like fishy fish. So I'm still going to dig into one of our boxes of mystery so we could yeah, get something fishy again. We might. There was a drink in there, I think. Let's take out the drink if it's not frozen. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. So are you ready? I'm ready. I reached into the box of mystery, and this one was from Melissa. It's bubble wrapped. It's bubble wrapped, and it is a beverage. Oh, we need cups. So you ready to see what this is? Yes. Please don't be fishy. Oh, God. It is. Ooh. Oh, these are really good. It's a, uh, I think it's pronounced, Corey and I get these all the time when we go to the sushi place in town. Ramun. It's a Ramun, Ramune drink. Okay. Is it, it is, like a soda? Yeah, it's carbonated. It's okay. lychee flavored or lychee, whatever, however okay. you pronounce that. No idea. I haven't had this Some flavor. Kind of berry. I haven't had this flavor, but I've had this drink and they're very good. It's like a soda. I'll take a photo. So I'm very pleased with that. I'm going to let you open that because that's kind of got a funky system to open. Okay. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Corey had to show me. My brother had to show me the first time how to open that. I got us some red Solo cups. All <laughs> I right. feel like we should be at a kegger. So I have to remove the seal from the top. Yep. Detach the plunger from yep. the center of the cap. Yep. Place the plunger on top of the bottle. I'm going to spill this all over my laptop. <laughs> Press down firmly with the base of your palm to release... The marble. Yep. Oh, my God. It's a really cool little... Throw away the seal, cap, and plunger. Have fun drinking Ramoon. I forgot all those directions already. I'm just going to do this. Maybe. Ow, this is sharp. Okay. 
But I'm going to rip the directions off. Detach the plunger. It's, from you'll, the yeah, I'll of the walk you through it. <laughs> well, that just detached. The she got the plunger. It popped right off. So now what you're going to do is push down on that to pop the marble that's in there okay. down into the middle yeah. part so we're able to. So you just put this on here like that. Yep. And then you got to push down on it. Here she goes. <laughs> How hard are you supposed to push? Is it just the whole thing or just the center thing? To try the center thing. Wow. How do you know when it's done? It's You'll hear it pop. It'll make a... Oh, my God. I literally can't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we struggle with containers. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I'd like to know how much cubic poundage that took to uh, open. Okay. Now we can just pour it? No, just pour it. I have to discard this first. Do. The directions discard said it. so. I, I love the marble it. in there. I have to take a picture of that. It's going to be good. I guarantee that because I've, Oops. I haven't had one of these yet that are gross. What's, what's the marble for? It's just like their little gimmick on how to open it. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of grunting going on. <laughs> <laughs> there is. This is probably our most grunt worthy. <laughs> I got to sniff it. I got to do the old sniff test. Oh, smells good. Smells very florally. Oh, they make you work for it. He has to keep tilting the bottle yeah, yeah, back you and can forth. Yeah, you can only with that marble. Because the marble there. plugs it up. Ooh. Ready? I'm ready. It's good. It's like it is really sweet good. mineral water kind mm -hmm. of. I always mm. thought it tasted like really lavender. Good. It tastes like a little like lavender to me. I think it smells like, I, like rose water. There's a brand of soda. I think it's called dry soda that has a lavender soda that I really like. I love lavender. It's ah. one of my most favorite things in the world. This is delicious. Way better than bacon flavored <laughs> fish paper. <laughs> fish paper. I knew this was going to be good once I saw what it was. So that's a pleasure. I don't surprise. love carbonation, but that's pretty good. I guess I'll throw this away later. Yum. Okay. What do you give it? I'm going to give that a nine. Okay. I feel like it could be a little stronger. The fruity flavor? The, the fruit, the... The, li the, li the <laughs> lychee? The lychee. Lychee. Um, be not being a fan of carbonation, I give it a seven. Wow, just a seven? Yeah, I don't like soda. You are harsh. Like, I would not buy this, but I don't hate it. I really think the flavor is good. Yeah. If it weren't carbonated, I'd probably like it a lot better. You're so anti-carbonation. I don't like bubbles. <sighs> I don't like champagne. No? No. I know I'm weird. Champagne gets me drunk <laughs> really easy. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you can wash? reach. You can reach. This oh. is the box from Liz. So okay. now you can reach into Liz's box of candy. Prepare for more grunting. There were, remember that we had like that that long like wafer kind of thing that yeah. was like corn? I could feel some of those in there, so I know there's got to be other ones in there. Oh, yep, there's one. There's two. This is just a piece of paper. Oh. Ooh, this is what I pulled out. This is that Pop Rocks? It looks like Japanese Pop Rocks. Do you know how dangerous Pop Rocks and carbonated beverage can be? Oh, God. We might blow up on the air. take a picture. I bet that's what these are. I haven't had Pop Rocks since I was a kid. Well, they're going to love hearing that in the <laughs> microphones. Just taking a photo. 
Okay, are you ready? I think I can get this one open without any grunting. There's no marble involved. Wow, that was super easy. Smooth. Oh, weird. I have to take... Oh, it's grape flavored. I can tell that. Are they Pop Rocks? Well, I'm going to try to... See, it's got like little little white things and what look like Pop Rocks. So how are we going to do... Yeah. Just pour some in your hand. <clears throat> That's cool looking. It looks like it is pretty cool. Pop Rocks mixed with little like little nerds. tiny, like or, little tiny or sweet tarts or sweet something. Sweet tarts. That's what I was gonna say. Little tiny sweet tarts. Here you go. Dump the rest in your mouth. Okay. Well, it's going in my hand actually. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like purple crystal meth in my hand. <laughs> oh, it's Pop Rocks. It just popped in my hand. Did it? Yeah, I just heard. You gonna put that whole thing in your mouth? I am. That's okay. what she said. You <laughs> ready? You ready? Go on. Yeah. I, oh, those are. Ow. Those are really popping. Ow. Oh my God. Oh. I'm like a. That is so weird. Those are like popping way worse than. Oh. I think I got part of my eye. Oh. like electric shock. It does. They're like popping really hard. <laughs> They're pretty hardcore. Over there. Yeah. Oh, those little sweet tart things are good though. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't imagine drinking that with a soda. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that with the... Now uh. it's stuck in my teeth. That was violent. <laughs> that was violent. It's really good though. It wasn't mm. It wasn't as overpowering flavored as I thought it was going to be. I don't love grape flavored stuff though. I love grape flavored. Like, like grape haba baba, like bubblegum. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's better than bacon flavored fish paper. <laughs> I feel like now when we're talking, we're going to have like randomly crackling in our... Uh-huh. Because it's wow. like stuck in my teeth now. Yeah. That was intense. That was... That was very intense. It was yeah. a little bit scary. At <laughs> it was a little bit scary, but we're We're okay. We're okay. We just hit 20 minutes, so. All right. But editing out all your, oh my God, it's like popping in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink some water. Oh my God. All right. That was Ooh. titillating. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. Like I said, I can feel like there's going to be little pieces in there that are going to randomly crackle during the podcast. That that's that was weird. Well. I'm afraid to drink the rest of this. I'm not going to do it. I'll drink it. Okay. I'm not sick anymore, I don't think. Okay. So, today, Mini Mysteries. Yes, it is another My Favorite Mini Mysteries. Why did I just, like, come with a weird accent? (laughs) It's another, it is another My Favorite, I had, like, a weird accent. A Southern Mini It wasn't, like, a Southern accent, it was, like, a weird, uh, it's another My Favorite Mini Mystery, (laughs) where Krista and I each... trying to pretend the accent didn't happen, (laughs) Krista and I each picked the topic... And I don't know hers, and she only vaguely knows what I'm going to talk about. But I just I, saw a picture. I feel like, and once, I know nothing about I it. I feel like once I once I even just mention what it is, what it's called, you're going to recognize it. Ditto. So, Krista, take, take her away. away. Ooh, that was weird. Jinx. Don't buy me a Coke though. <laughs> yeah, enough soda and carbonation and <laughs> yeah, pop rocks. Pop rocks. My mini mystery is about the Overton Bridge. Also known as the Dog Suicide Bridge. Oh, I bridge. think I remember you talking about this on a, one of the, our rides here. Really? I think so. I think you mentioned that you wanted to do this. Maybe. Cool. I don't remember that. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. Okay. The Overton Bridge, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
It's spelled O V E R T O U N. Overton. Overton. Overtown Bridge. Overtown Bridge. Just say Overton. Okay, good. Because that's what's stuck in my head. It's located in the village of Milton near Dumbarton in West Dumbartonshire, Scotland. Ooh, Dumbartonshire. Did I say that right? I don't know. It's a cool name. Sounds good, though. A lot of uh, syllables. The bridge was designed by H.E. Milner and was completed in 1895. It spans the Overton Burn, which is on the way to the Overton House, which was featured in the 2012 sci-fi movie Cloud Atlas, which I personally found very confusing and hard to follow. I liked Cloud Atlas, but it was, it was a very confusing... It was bizarre. <laughs> that was like where they were going back and forth between like past yeah, and future. I find that very confusing and add the sci-fi thing and all the... I don't know. I thought it was a strange movie. Was that the one with, who was in that? I might be getting it confused with Mila Jovovich? Um, Kunis and Channing Tatum. Was that the one they were in? No, I want to say Cloud Atlas was like, it was a Tom Hanks. Oh, and Cloud? Halle Berry? <laughs> no, that was that. <laughs> oh, no, Cl- it was Tom Hanks and Halle Berry. Okay, so, okay. Yep. Both of those movies I was talking about were really strange and confusing. So, of course, the Overton house is rumored to be haunted, but we'll get into those details a little bit later. So, the bridge was built with 18-inch stone parapets and is actually really beautiful. Uh, We'll post a picture of it. Um, It just looks old and statuesque, and it's surrounded by beautiful greenery, and I can see why. It it looks a little creepy, though, but I often find creepy things beautiful, so. Nothing wrong with that. No. However, it's history. Not so beautiful. (laughs) Since the 1950s, 50 dogs have died after leaping off of the 50-foot-tall bridge. Some 600 dogs have made the jump and survived. Wow. Even more baffling, some of the dogs that survived the jump climbed back up and jumped again. Wow. Isn't I that did not, I did not know that. <clears throat> A woman from Glasgow, is that how you Yeah, say Glasgow, it? Scotland. By the name of Jenna said, quote, I've walked the bridge. The first time I reached a point, it was as if the air got thinner and my stomach jumped, a bit like when you miss a step going down a flight of stairs. The second time, I just couldn't stop feeling like something bad was going to happen. There was a woman with a dog at the edge of the bridge, and the dog would not take a step forward. Later, I found out that a couple of dogs had jumped to their death from the bridge that weekend, end quote. But dogs aren't the only beings that have suffered an ill fate at the bridge. In 1994... A 32-year-old man threw his infant son, Egan, to his death on a clear day between the last two parapets of the bridge, claiming his child was the Antichrist. The man tried to kill himself twice, first by following his son off the bridge, which his wife stopped him from doing, and then by slashing his wrist with a knife he'd found. God. The child died in the hospital the following day, and the man was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity. An interesting detail to point out is that almost all of the dogs jumped from the same place that this man threw his baby over the bridge. The last two ramparts on the right-hand side of the bridge at the very end. Also, it has to be a clear day. Apparently, these dogs jumping to their deaths never happens on a cloudy or rainy day. That's so weird. So what's going on here? (laughs) Can animals have the mental capacity to deliberately end their lives? So there has been some evidence of what appears to be animals deliberately killing themselves in history. So I have four uh, examples of that. 
in the Swiss Alps in 2009, and I remember hearing about this or reading about it, 28 cows deliberately walked off of a cliff over a period of three days. Wow. Like they knew that they were plunging to their deaths and they just kept going. There could be more behind that story. I don't know, but I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. Number two, the one of the main dolphins that was used in the 1960s television show Flipper. Flipper. Her name was Kathy. She drowned herself while in the company of her trainer, Richard O'Berry, he claims. Um, evidently, there's an insect, and I'm going to butcher this. It's called a sap-sucking <laughs> acrithosiphon pisum. Wow. Yep. Pretty good. Sounds good. Or called the pea aphid. I'm going to stick with that. Stick with that. It will make itself explode when under attack from ladybugs in order to protect the other members of its colony. But to me, that's just a defense mechanism. Yeah. That's not really a suicide thing. <laughs> right. That's more of a... So this last one's really strange. So in 1845, the Illustrated London Times ca- claimed that a Newfoundland, which is a dog breed for those who don't know, tried to kill itself several times by jumping into water and then basically just refusing to swim. Like wouldn't move its arm, its, any of its legs or anything. It just went still and it had to be rescued every time. And it said eventually the dog just held its head underwater until it stopped breathing. I don't know if it was saved in the end. This article didn't say, like, did this dog live? Like, did they, it just keep so trying? Weird. What would drive a uh, animal I just feel like that, they don't have that, that kind capacity. of thought process. Yeah, exactly. So that can, we know of. I mean, maybe they right. do. I think dogs are a lot more complex than we realize, but. Cats too. I don't know. My dog is just happy all <laughs> the time. <laughs> so, I mean, you just pet her and she's like on top of the world. I don't know. I can't imagine that. I think animals can get depressed, though. Yeah, but... But making a deliberate choice to end their life, I don't think they understand the concept of that. I don't either. That's why that's weird. I wonder if it's... Just go on. Okay. Canine psychologist Dr. David Sands, however, claims that dogs cannot formulate the decision to end their lives. He traveled to the bridge with a documentary crew in 2005 in order to conduct his own investigation, which is something that the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals has also done. There, standing at the point of the bridge where the dogs jump, he said, quote, just me as a person, forget a dog. All your senses are on fire. It's got a strange feeling, end quote. But I also think when you know a place has a history like that, you're going to feel weird there. I think that's self kind of like imposed. Like you're not. Would he have that same feeling if he didn't know anything about the history of the bridge? I don't know. But a lot of people do say it has a weird feeling to it. So he tested several theories. He said sight wasn't a factor, since from a dog's eye view, you couldn't even see beyond the wall. There's actually, you had to kind of climb up. It's not like you could just run off the bridge. You had to climb over like a stone wall. Because I originally was wondering if it was like one of those mystery spots, like where they have where a car will roll uphill because of the the way the it's an optical it's like an optical illusion based on like the background and stuff not being kind of where it's supposed to be and i almost wondered if it was like that but i think there's a place like that in wisconsin i think there is too but if you said that you the dogs can't see yeah they can't all they can see is the foliage over the top because i was wondering if maybe somehow it looked to them like it was continuing like something they could walk on right there was some kind of optical illusion like that nope but no okay um he ruled out sound, too. A proposed theory was that nearby Fastlane Bay, home to the UK's Trident SSBN nuclear submarines, 
was creating a frequency only animals could hear, but that theory was shut down after experts in acoustics were brought in to test this theory and nothing unusual was found. So we'll get back to Dr. Sands in a bit. So here, there's only a couple theories, really. Um, One, of course, the bridge is haunted. The Mysterious Universe website had some interesting information. Uh, Apparently, teams of psychics, ghost hunters, and dowsers who carried out research at the bridge all think there's something paranormal going on. But there is a little uh, a history to the house, Overton House. So the Baron of Rainbow Bridge, Overton's death-leaping dog mystery unraveled. It's a book. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) A Scottish author named Paul Owens. It details his investigation of not just the bridge, but the entire area surrounding it, including the house. Owens spent eight years researching the bridge and the alleged dog suicides, interviewing dog owners as well as historians and paranormal experts. From that research, he believes the bridge is a so-called, quote-unquote, thin place where spirits communicate with the living, and in this case, the living dogs. I totally think there are places like that in the world that are thin places where stuff can get through. Another theory is that the bridge is haunted by John White, the first Baron Overton who inherited the state in 1891 and oversaw the building of the bridge. He was the owner of the Shawfield Chemical Works, which at the time was the world's largest maker of potassium dichromate, an oxidizing agent that is extremely harmful to humans. While the Baron was known as a philanthropist, he was also accused of paying extremely low wages and ignoring the health problems of his workers, many of whom suffered from perforated or ulcerated septums from breathing in the chemicals but also deep ulcerations of the skin from handling them. Lovely. The dust was so toxic that the workers were referred to as, quote, White's dead men, end quote. Also, White was a member of a secret society of alchemists known as Cosmoid. <laughs> K-O-S-M-O-I-D. It Cosmoid, sounds like Cosmoid. Who were allegedly working to make gold from lead and copper from pig iron. I don't know what that's an alchemy is. thing because that's okay. like the whole philosopher's stone with, oh. with creating gold from lead. Okay. So the second theory is environmental factors. So even though Dr. Sands ruled out sight and sound as possible causes, another more probable theory emerged during his research. And this is what I think is what's happening, at least to a degree. Most of the dogs were long nosed breed dogs. So think hunting dogs, German shepherds hounds things like that dogs that have a drive to follow their nose even more than other breeds sands realized during his investigation that there was a concentrated grouping of nests under the bridge that included squirrels mice and mink mink have a very strong musty smell that is utterly irresistible to dogs sands individually tested 10 long-nosed dogs which I'm sorry, that's kind of a small test group if you ask me, but it's they're pretty, dogs. It's so. a very small test group. Um, is it a peer-reviewed study? You know how they say. 70% of them headed straight for the mink smell, completely oblivious to anything that was going around them. This could also explain why these incidents always happen on clear, dry days as scents are strongest under those conditions. Uh, that makes sense. Right. The timeline of the fatal jumps also coincides when mink were first introduced to the area sometime in the 1950s, which is when these jumps started happening. So it definitely seems like the most logical theory, but doesn't really explain why they always seem to jump off the bridge in the same exact spot. No. And this is, has there always been nests under there? I mean, is that like a constant thing? Well, and 
I mean, there's got to be nests like this under other bridges. Why aren't dogs yeah. leaping off of yeah. other bridges all over the world, you know? So that's pretty much it. There's, you know, nobody can really find a logical explanation for what's going on. I mean, I think the mink thing is a decent explanation, but I think it doesn't explain the frequency or why, you know, the reason that why people get a weird vibe or try to kill themselves on there might be because they hear these stories mm-hmm. and assume that there's something weird going on with that bridge. So they decide to go up there and just do that too. But right. I don't well, know. It was only one guy and he, I think he was... A little cuckoo. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I, know. I, I don't feel like the mink nest explanation does an adequate story. I mean, I, I could see where that would be a possibility, but mm-hmm. I just think, like you said, there's other bridges that I'm sure have mink nests under them. Why this bridge? I don't know. And why are they only jumping off on the far right between the last two parapets? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Unless that's where the minks are able to nest because they can't get farther underneath the bridge, possibly. I don't know. They didn't mention where the minks were, where the nests were in location or in uh, reference to that spot. Unless there's something with the land formation underneath the bridge that like yeah because i don't believe makes it's the water scent. it makes the no scent. it is water it's it, like, rushing water underneath. for some reason it condenses the scent in that one area but i don't know how that would really work either yeah unless the the nest is located right under that spot but why would it why always that one spot yeah that's odd a- animals move around they yeah, don't i don't know i mean <laughs> it's it's the most logical it explanation, is the most logical but, it explanation but i feel like it, it doesn't explain the whole thing but i could totally see that being why and if that's what the uh, i'd like to know the 600 dogs that survived the, did they go right for that minx nest when they got down there like i, I don't see the way i'm picturing it the nest is underneath the bridge like, like tucked up like underneath, tucked the, un- underneath okay. the bridge the structure of the, the structure bridge. of the bridge that's my guess not but on why, the land why would it be there all the time why would there not yeah why would it not for be, the last yeah that's that's the part that kind of doesn't years. make sense to me hmm. but i don't know no that's true i feel like there's a lot of either they left a lot of information out of the the investigations that they did or i don't know they just don't have the answers I don't know what I think. There's not I, one I, thing that answers it all. No. No. That's... It is really, really strange that this keeps happening. 600 dogs. That's a lot of dogs. Plus the 50 that died. So six... And this... The, most of the articles were from last year. So, I mean, I don't this could think, still be I don't think on. that a mink nest would explain that frequency. I really don't. Right. But I don't know what would other than that being... I kind of... Maybe it is a thin place where... Things are just a little off kilter enough to affect animals and people. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Dogs are weird. I mean, animals in general are weird. They just do weird stuff. <laughs> stuff that makes no sense. No. But I also don't... Would they really risk falling off something to get to that minkness? That doesn't make sense. Well, I think that they... I mean, I don't think a dog is... Unless a dog can see out over a bridge, I don't think they understand that they're at a height. I think some dogs do. I don't know. I don't know. know. That's the thing we don't (laughs) know, you know? That's a, that's a, that's different. We just don't know what they can perceive. Do they know they're up high? Do they know that once they go over the side that there's not, you know, something for them to land on that's close? I just don't know. I've seen dogs up on like train trestles and stuff like that where they know they can't go near the edge. Don't go near the edge. But they can see right over the edge. 
I think that's the thing. There's a little wall that's that they true. have to they climb They might not up. realize that there's nothing on the other side. They might be halfway over that and, and realize, like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> can bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that in. I don't know. That's a I puzzler. I feel like a handful of dogs would be a coincidence. But not 650, 650? or whatever. That's a that's, little more than a coincidence. Yeah, that's, that's not a coincidence. I don't know. I I I kind of go with the idea that there's something not right with that area. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that kind of makes sense for that many dogs to have done that. It is interesting that they're all long-nosed breed dogs, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Because that I could see where that feeds into the whole the mink, mink thing. thing. But I don't know. It was a weird story to read. I'm glad they didn't get into any graphic details. Oh, God. I'm such an pictures. animal person. Yep. And <laughs> yep. I thought of my Lucy right away. No, but, that's fascinating. I've heard about it, but I didn't know about it that much. I think part of the problem is, too, a lot of the people, I guess, don't use leashes. Why would you take your dog on that bridge knowing without exactly. a leash? Oh, let's walk across the dog suicide have, bridge without your leash. I'd have Lucy on a harness and a collar. Like, I would not be crazy. I wouldn't go on that bridge. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I just no. wouldn't even risk it. No. Wow. That's that's weird. Mini mystery. That is a mini mystery. All right. What do you got for us? One that's pretty much just as weird as yours, okay. but doesn't involve dogs. Aw. It is... <laughs> The lead masks case. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> just narrowed familiar. your eyes. Like, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, once you start talking. All right. Uh, this is one of those stories that any podcast that talks about the weird or the mysterious ends up having to do this at some point. I think a couple people have suggested that we do this one. Okay. So it's just a very strange case if you've never heard about it. So here it is. On August 20th, 1966, an 18-year-old man named Jorge da Costa Alves was flying a kite on Vintnum Hill in a suburb of Rio de Janeiro when he spotted the bodies of what looked like two men farther up the hill. He went back to town and reported the matter to the police, who weren't able to reach the bodies until the following day due to rough terrain. I just understood that. I mean, was it that... If these guys got up there, why couldn't the cops have gotten up there to get to the bodies till the next day? shoddy police work. <laughs> There's a shoddy police work okay. involved in this. Like, and the yeah. thing is that there are so many different accounts of what happened in this oh. that it's one of those things that, for starters, it, it was the whole thing was uh, translated from Portuguese. Okay. So some sites say this stuff happened. Some sites say this stuff happened. So I'm going with what basically people say okay. happened. When the police did arrive, they found a bizarre scene. They found the bodies of two men, both wearing formal matching suits that were covered in raincoats. The men were laying on their backs in a relaxed position, and they could easily have been mistaken for being asleep, other than the decomposition and and stuff. Maggots and whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) Strangely, the men had homemade lead masks with them. Some accounts have the men wearing the masks, while other accounts have the masks laying next to the men's bodies. Most protective masks typically cover the whole head with goggles or eye slits. These homemade masks were more like lead blindfolds that completely covered the eyes but left the rest of the face exposed. While wearing them, it would have been impossible for the men to see anything. Next to the two bodies, the police found an empty water bottle, two towels, and a notebook. The notebook contained lists of numbers that were later believed to be electrical part numbers that were most likely related to their occupations, although some people speculate that the numbers were a coded message. One page, however, contained cryptic instructions that seemed to relate to their deaths. In Portuguese was written, quote, 1630, be at the specified location. 1830, ingest capsules. 
After the effect, protect metals await signal mask or await mask signal. Already then. Well, 16 and 18.30 are times. Yes. So it's 4.30 and 6.30. Yes. So at 4.30, they need to be at the specified location. At 6.30, they need to ingest capsules. Okay. And after the effect, protect metals, await signal mask or await mask signal. They're not sure. It's They're not sure what it was, but okay. it was one of those two. There were no signs of trauma, no evidence of a struggle, and no obvious cause of death for either of the men. In the men's possessions, they had receipts for the raincoats and a receipt for the water bottle to return it for the deposit, and they had a small amount of money on them. The two men were identified as Manuel Piera de Cruz and Miguel Jose Viana, two electrical technicians from a town several miles to the northeast of Rio de Janeiro. They left their hometown on August 17th, three days before their bodies were found, with the alleged intent of purchasing work-related materials in a nearby town. According to some reports, while waiting at the bus stop, the man ran into Miguel's uncle by chance. The men are believed to have had enough cash on them to buy a cheap used car, and they told the relative that they were going to a nearby town to buy a new car. The uncle pointed out that it would be cheaper to purchase a vehicle in their hometown, but Miguel insisted that they were also attending to other matters. Miguel also mentioned during this encounter that, upon their return, the men were expecting to have some kind of definitive spiritual revelation. A local waitress also remembered them entering the bar where she worked and buying a bottle of water. She stated that one of the men, widely believed to be Miguel, looked extremely nervous and kept checking his watch as if he didn't want to be late for something. She was the last known person to see them alive. In spite of references to ingesting capsules, toxicology reports were not run on the bodies. What? The reason, according to reports, the coroner was simply overwhelmed with work at the time and couldn't fit it into his oh schedule. My God. Police, who had no particular reason to suspect foul play, did not push for a toxicology report. So that's pretty much it. They found these two guys laying there dead next to each other, it looking like completely a cult relaxed, thing. Uh, Don't you with think? homemade lead masks. Like, just covers the... It looked like sunglasses that cover the yeah. eyes. So there are a couple theories. Is cult one of them? Sort of. Okay. No sub-theories, just theories. What? Yeah. Wow. Theory number one, they were murdered. It's thought that maybe the men were involved in smuggling electronics and radioactive material and were killed there on the hill when they were meeting buyers or sellers or were maybe killed somewhere else and then moved to the hill. The capsules that the notes mentioned, some people think possibly would help minimize radiation poisoning if they were transporting ra- radi- you know, radioactive materials. But that doesn't really make a lot of sense. There were no visible wounds as to how the men were killed. Hmm. And uh, the men... Well, it had to have been the pills. Yeah, exactly. The men still had some money on them. So potassium iodide, that's what you take to reduce yes. radiation. Yes. Uh, the men still had some money on in their wallets, so they don't think... None of their... They weren't robbed. Supposedly. They, some reports well, say they had a know. large... Some reports say they had a large sum of money with them, and that wasn't found. Well, they could have had something else, too, that nobody knows about yeah. because it was taken. So it sounds like it was like a really hasty... What's with the lead masks, though? We get to that. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like it was a really hasty police investigation that didn't really look into much of anything, but some people think they were killed, but some of that doesn't make sense. But one thing that does make sense is the belief that the men were conned out of their money and then tricked into killing themselves. Yeah. In some accounts, the men have a large amount of money with them when they left town. As we will get into shortly in another theory, the two men were very interested in UFOs, extraterrestrials, and the spirit world. 
It's totally conceivable that someone promised the men that they had a foolproof but expensive method to let them see UFOs or aliens or ghosts. The men could have purchased the capsules for a large sum of money from the person. Uh, the person told them to go up the hill and said, at this time, cover mm-hmm. your eyes and take these pills that will help you see the thing. And the pills were, of course, poison. You know, and that's actually kind of a brilliant idea sure because is. you're you stealing, can't see the you're stealing their money and then right. giving them stuff to kill themselves so that they can't say what happened. Right. You know, so that's one of the theories is that happened. You know, they said that the person said, oh, wait for this signal. After that, you can take off the masks and you'll see the ghosts or the aliens mm-hmm. or the UFOs. So the men went up the hill and took the capsules, which ended up being poison. It's kind of a brilliant plan, but there's no proof that that's what happened, especially with no toxicology report, which is just right. so dumb that they didn't do that. If You know, if that is what happened, it makes you wonder how many other people fell for the same oh, trick, it, but were well, never we'll found. Get, we'll get to that too, oh, maybe. Okay. As far as the radioactive material theory... Uh, the masks don't make sense. As Brian Dunning wrote in an article on the Skeptoid website, quote, masks for working in high radiation environments cover your whole head or face and incorporate goggles so that you can see what you're doing. These were the opposite. I feel leaving, like you need to see what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, leaving the entire head and face unprotected, but blocking and blinding the eyes. There is no environment in which these shields would be useful. Even the Skeptoid website is like, I don't know what happened. I mean, they mm. basically just said, no idea. <laughs> so that's theory number one, is that, that they were murdered. Okay. Theory number two, the men purposely committed suicide. You know, some people throw that out there, but that doesn't make sense to me because why purchase the raincoats, you know? Or a car. Why have the matching, I mean, the matching suits could be like a cult kind of thing, but why purchase the raincoats? And especially why keep the receipt for the water bottle to return it for the deposit when you know you're not going to be coming back. Right. But as some people have pointed out, the deaths are similar to the Heaven's Gate suicides Mm -hmm. where people killed themselves expecting to be carried away by aliens. Mm -hmm. So some people think that it was a, a ritual suicide that they went out there and took poison capsules. But that also doesn't jibe with their notes about waiting for the mask signal after they take the, the pills, right. you know. So Really good podcast about that, by the way, Heaven's Gate. Huh? There's a really good podcast about Heaven's Gate. That's what the podcast is entirely about, is the yeah. Heaven's Gate. Really? Yeah. I've, see, I've just seen a couple documentaries about mm-hmm. it, and it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. So that is theory number two, that the men purposely committed suicide. Theory number three, accidental drug overdose. With their interest in UFOs and the paranormal, it's possible that the men ingested drugs to help them see or meet with the aliens or ghosts, and they simply died of a drug overdose. This theory was supported by a Brazilian professor of yoga who wrote into a Sao Paulo newspaper saying that, quote, the men may have been trying to carry out a telepathic experiment with high-frequency thought waves using LSD-25 or mescaline. I guess possible. Uh, Although deaths from LSD are extremely rare, and when they do occur, it is usually when it is taken with alcohol, triggering a heart attack, stroke, or respiratory failure. There is no evidence that the men were drinking anything but the water from the water bottles before their death. Interesting. So... Well, they didn't do a toxicology... No. So they could have. No. But I mean, it it didn't have to be LSD. I mean, if you don't die from LSD overdose, it could have been... a lot of LSD. It could have been... It could have been... I don't even want to know how you know that. (laughs) It could have been... uh, It could have been some kind of other drug... That right. they thought they were opening their minds to allow themselves to see whatever it was they wanted to see. What was around in the 60s, just kind of look that yeah. up. LSD yeah. would have been the most popular to But part of me also drug. feels, and it's the same with poison, part of me feels like they wouldn't have been laying there peaceful if it was poison. Because poison generally, I think, is kind of a violent, uh, yeah. you know, with lots of thrashing around and... 
I How think. How does cyanide work? I don't know. I don't know. There was that that court case a couple years ago where that guy they had the, you could see him taking the cyanide tablets in court. Oh, that's right. You know that was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, that, that was crazy. Blows my mind. That but he had like that. a really. You could see him violent going to convulsions. So I think would, it does react. That so way. you wouldn't. I feel like you wouldn't be laying there peacefully. Some accounts said the guys had their hands behind their necks, like they were just Chilling. sprawled out, chillaxing, chillaxing, looking at the sky, <laughs> lead masks, <laughs> seeing what they could see in the clouds. But you know what keeps throwing me? Isn't lead heavy? These are skinny. I mean, I was gonna say, how these, do you these were hold cut from, a mask? These were, these were cut from sheets of like oh, skinny, so really, really thin. kind of like our our fish. Or seaweed wraps, kind of. Or fish paper. We should have made fish paper goggles for our eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So that is theory. You can see through those, though. That is Siri. Siri. That is... My phone just responded to me saying Siri. (laughs) That's funny. That is theory number three, accidental drug overdose. Okay. Theory number four is kind of a wackadoo one, but I had to throw it in there because it, it pops up from time to time. Time travel. Okay. Some people theorize that the electronic technicians managed to unlock the secret to time travel and either died as a result of the time travel, mm. or they said it's like the show Quantum Leap, where when you time travel, you leave your body. Right. But Almost like quant- astral projection. Yeah, but you didn't leave your body to decompose and die on Quantum no. Leap. How do you come back then? I don't you? know. I don't know. But like that was one of the, that's one of the theories that shows up mm. is that time travel. That maybe the men were able to travel in time and came back and due to something being wrong, they they died. Hmm. But that just doesn't make sense really to me. Not saying I don't believe in time travel, but I don't think this was time travel. Hmm. So theory number four, time travel. Wackadoo. And finally, theory number five, and this is the biggie, UFOs slash aliens. Okay. Is it funny that that didn't even cross my mind? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny because you always think aliens. <laughs> no. In some accounts during their investigation, police spoke with Elcio Gomez, a friend of Miguel and Manuel, who told them that he and the two men were part of a group of, quote, scientific spiritualists comprised of nearly all the electronic specialists in the area who experimented in various ways. Cult. He said that two months before Miguel and Manuel perished, the three of them had built some kind of device in Manuel's garden in an attempt to contact Mars. They were unsuccessful when the device ended up exploding. This event was corroborated by Manuel's father and others who reported the experiment, as well as a similar but more spectacular event. On June 13, 1966, numerous witnesses reported an explosion on the beach in Espirito Santo, a state just northeast of Rio de Janeiro, that rocked buildings as far as 15 kilometers away. Local fishermen also witnessed the event and they reported, quote, that a flying saucer was seen to fall into the sea. Hmm. LCO also spoke of this event to investigators, and he claimed that it followed an intentional meeting between members of their spiritualist group and a UFO. He claimed that after it visited with them for about five minutes, it left with a blinding flash of light and a large explosion. When police searched the homes of the men from Vietnam Hill, they found the tools necessary to make their homemade lead masks and a book about aliens that contained many highlighted passages about the, quote, intense luminosity of the entities the men were apparently studying, which is believed to be the reason for the lead masks. Adding to the weirdness, there were a number of witnesses to alleged UFO events around the time of the men's demise. These included society matron Gracinda Barbosa Cotina de Sousa and her children, who reported that on August 17, 1966, 
they had seen a, quote, oval-shaped object of an orangey color with a band of fire around its edges, sending out rays in all directions, hanging out over the top of Vietnam Hill. According to D'Souza and her children, the object, quote, rose and fell vertically for some three or four minutes while giving off a blue ray. Other witnesses later reported seeing the same orange-colored egg-shaped object giving off blue rays over Vietnam Hill, adding that they had not reported it at the time for fear of ridicule that is attached to UFO cases. So there's that. Well, that's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Coinciding things happening it at is. the same it time. It is. The UFO sightings, the yeah. men dying on the hill where the UFOs were sighted. So, I don't know. In his 1990 book, Confrontations, A Scientist's Search for Alien Contact, UFO researcher Jacques Vallée states, quote, The investigators found no blood, no signs of any violence at the site. The two corpses were laying peacefully side by side. Next to them were crude metal masks, as well as slips of paper covered with notes. One of these notes contained elementary electrical formulas. Also found was a crushed piece of aluminized blue and white paper, some cellophane soaked in a chemical substance, and a handkerchief with the initials AMS. The skin of the corpses had a pinkish color and showed possible burns, but decomposition had progressed to the point where such a finding was not significant. Indeed, the coroner, Dr. Alberto Farah, soon concluded that the deaths were due to cardiac arrest and closed the file. His examination of the bowels had revealed no poison. The men had died sometime between Tuesday, August 16th and Saturday, August 20th. Unhappy with the stated cause of death, the man in charge of security for the state of Rio, Colonel Eduardo de Centro Fail, held a review meeting with a police delegate, Jose Vanacio Bentoncourt, and an electronics technician. The next day, he contacted the director of the coroner's institute, and this is the name that kills me. The next day, he contacted the director of the coroner's institute, a man named Toledo Pizza. <laughs> Toledo Pizza is not a name. That's a Google search. <laughs> That's a Google <laughs> Dr. Alberto Farah was asked to conduct a second autopsy. The internal organs were once again analyzed. The pathologist also looked for possible injection sites in the bodies, but the second autopsy revealed nothing new. Could robbery have been a motive for the crime? A large sum of money seemed to have disappeared between the time Miguel and Manuel left Campos and the time that they were found dead, but this hypothesis did not explain the manner of death and the absence of a struggle. He also reported that grass and other plants apparently refused to grow in the spot where the bodies were found, and also stated, quote, A group of Brazilian spiritualists claimed to be in contact with Jupiterian beings through psychic channeling. Sure. According to these messages, the deaths of the victims were an accident that resulted when they started running forward towards a saucer that was supposed to pick them up before they were instructed to do so. The channeler also disclosed that the Jupiterians were female, one foot taller than the average human female, with vertical mouths and four fingers on their hands. vertical mouth thing throws me off so weird (laughs) that's just it's uh i just can't nope yeah where's their nose yeah (laughs) must not have one nobody took the revelation seriously since there was no evidence that the men had died while running (laughs) so there's well that's just good logic there's there's that and this this jacques valet is like a big name in ufo research and he's supposed to have pretty decent credentials i guess but so that but he's saying all this stuff that nobody else has said that that they did check out like the 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 bodies of the people for 
for poisoning and stuff. So there's just a lot of different. Yeah, that's strange. You know, there's a lot of differing things. It sounds like quite find. a bit more testing was done than. Yeah, but other who knows reports. what what if his stuff is accurate. Hmm. You know, either way, these two guys were found dead that had these weird masks, and they can't figure out how these men died. And but they, they died super cash. Yeah, they look super cash. You know. <laughs> huh. I feel like are, are you? Oh, one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During his research, UFO researcher Charles Bowen found that local newspaper articles detailed the strange death of another electrical technician named Hermes Louise Fitosa. According to these reports, Hermes had been found dead atop a different hill four years before, also with a similar lead mask near his body. He had supposedly gone out to the hill in order to conduct an experiment using psychic abilities to pick up radio signals without the use of electronics. So that's that. That is the okay. that is the story of the lead mask case. So what do you think? UFOs? I feel like it has all the hallmarks of, I just feel like cults always, well, the most of the ones that are, you know, bad, always ask their members or followers to do something, you know, leading towards suicide yeah. that involves strange steps like putting on Nikes <laughs> but that, that, and drinking a specific liquid yeah. and laying down in a bed and waiting for the alien. You know what I mean? It yeah. just seems like a some really strange specific steps that they followed and maybe were tricked. That seems so really that, logical So that kind of goes in with the murdered by somebody pulling a con on them saying, here, You'll see these. Which you'll, you'll a see the cult aliens. is kind of a con. Yeah, you're being you'll tricked these, into following someone. Yeah, I mean that's basically. A, it, so you're saying it like could a, go either way: a cult yeah, or somebody robbing somebody conning them. them and saying, "Give me your money. You can have these pills. You'll be able to see these UFOs, suckers. Good luck with that." Yeah, and anybody who knew about them obviously knew that they were into some of this stuff, so maybe thought they could, you know, yeah. sort of lure them into that. I, of course, I love the idea of aliens, but I just feel I like do there's too. A but part of me feels part of me feels like the alien thing was. I mean, it's just so hard. Distraction. It's so hard to find. It's so f- hard to find evidence. V- evidence verification. <laughs> yeah. I mean, verification right. that this actually happened. I mean, you know, this is another one of those things where this one website says, "Oh yeah, there this this countess, whatever her name is, said there were she saw her and a kid saw this alien craft." And then another website says, according to that website, mm. this lady saw. So there's just a lot of secondhand right. reporting, third-hand, fourth-hand, third-hand, fourth-hand yeah. reporting. So who's to say there were even sightings of UFOs? It's like a crazy game of you know, like that might have just been added by telephone. somebody to the whole mystery. Said, "Oh, let's just throw some UFOs in here, and maybe right. we'll involve UFOs." But the lead masks, like they obviously thought that they were going to be seeing something that they needed to shield their eyes from. So or not I can, seeing it. Or not seeing it. I can totally <laughs> buy the, the cult slash con yeah. argument where somebody, and the fact that years earlier there was somebody else that had this lead mask shows that somebody might have had it work once right. with these electricians. So he said, oh, maybe I'll do that. These guys too. Give me some money. Hmm. Here's some pills. You go out and see some aliens. And the pills are what killed them. Is what my my guess is. Nah, I think it's pretty obvious that the pills are what killed them. And they didn't do a toxicology. Supposedly not, maybe. but that Jacques Vallée says that maybe that, that they did, but I don't know if his stuff is accurate. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why this shows up in a lot of mystery podcasts, a lot of mystery stuff, because it is strange. You don't know. It's really strange circumstances. Yeah. I mean, the masks really throw me. Yeah. And the weird numbers and things they had written down and... Yeah. That's bizarre. I don't think that they willingly killed themselves. I think they were... I don't think so either. I think they were tricked into it or it was like a cult thing where... Right, I agree. But like you said, it could have been a cult of this these electronic technicians that were also right. spiritualists looking into this stuff. I mean, that's kind of... There's some ties there. That's kind of culty. That yeah. smells culty to me. Yeah. So... Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely weird. I don't know. I don't really buy the UFO angle. I think it's an interesting thing that was just kind of thrown Someone's in there Someone's always going to throw that out there, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we hmm. were we were believers with the bet sphere, so we're gonna, we we're entitled to a couple poo poos <laughs> totally. coming up now. So I don't think that this has, it has anything to do with UFOs. I just think it was... A, a cult slash con yeah, job. Sure. So that is the lead masks case. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. Both of these were somewhat weird. Are, they're going to remain a mystery. Yeah, in they my are. Book. I mean, neither of them are are really. We're not going to know unless we go to Scotland and you know get to the bottom of this Scotland and Portugal, bridge. and we take our show on yeah. the road. We'll go to yeah. this hill. We'll go backpacking. Yeah. We'll take a train. <laughs> you and I will just lay there and chill on the hill. And <laughs> with our lead masks. With our lead masks on. <laughs> Underneath the bridge waiting for dogs to... Exactly. I can save so the So you ball. can catch them. <laughs> exactly. So. They should put a big net under the bridge. They should. Or some kind of walls up so they can't plunge off Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. I am too. This has been going on since the 1950s. Yeah. Come on. Or just stop walking over it with dogs. One of those. So weird. There are Very many weird. mysteries for tonight. Very cool. Yeah. I, I think I have heard snippets of that story before because there was some. I know Thinking Sideways there. did an episode on that, and I pretty I think Astonishing Legends did too. Okay. And I know a lot of podcasts hmm. did uh, did did pieces on the lead mask case because it's weird, and you know, and if you want to bring bring the UFOs into it, you can tie it into ufology sure. and all that stuff. And I don't think I can tie Bigfoot into this one though. Maybe he killed him. Maybe maybe, maybe he was chilling with them on the hill and he got mad. You know, <laughs> right? They were messing with Sasquatch. They were messing with you. Don't, you don't mess with the Squatch. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, I'm curious to hear, know what our strangers. Yeah, think. what do you guys think? We'll be posting. Why are the dogs the killing themselves? Why were the guys dead on the hill with lead masks? Right. Let us know what you think. Totally. We got time for a couple listener questions. Let's do this. I'm excited. I love this part actually because I have no idea what the questions are going to be, and they can be completely random. Sometimes they're stumpers, though. We are in. All right. All right. In like Flynn. Question number one for this evening is... Yeah. Love the podcast, you two. Thank you, mystery person. You obviously got some flack for bad-mouthing Led Zeppelin in an earlier episode <laughs> when you talked about overrated bands, but in your both of your opinions... What are some underrated bands that don't get Ooh, the credit they deserve? Underrated bands. Oh, I feel like I could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> I could do a music episode. <laughs> underrated bands. There's, well, okay, so there's a band that I was really hardcore into. They're not together anymore, but they're called Soul Coughing. Oh. Really, really cool music. Uh, their singer does a couple solo songs. Yes, he does. He Barry, has really good Barry solo. got me hooked. Really? Because Barry made me in the past, has made me CDs with some of his songs on there. Oh, yeah. He has a couple. They're more acoustic style. Yeah, yep. We used to have both. One is Rickety Roll or Rockety Roll. And the other one I can't remember the name of, but they were really good. Yeah, M. Doherty. Um, I saw Soul Coughing live years and years ago Sweet. at the Majeska in Milwaukee. Yeah, Barry actually kind of really, turned me on to them. Yeah, the... Um, 
the bass player played an upright bass, which I love. I love that. But really cool. There's nothing else like it out there. It's a really, really, really cool band. Cool. But they're, they've broken up years and years ago. Boo. What do you got? One band that I love that some people know about, but a lot of people don't, is a band called the Gaslight Anthem. I love, I've heard of it. I love the band, the Gaslight Anthem. Hmm. Uh, if you check them out, check out their song, Here Comes My Man. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. Okay. The video has Elijah. I think her name's Elisha Cuthbert. Yeah. She's in there, and she's one of my big celebrity crushes. She was Jack Bauer's daughter on 24. But she was also in like... She's been in a bunch of stuff. I keep wanting to say Buffy, but she wasn't in Buffy. You would have known that. She was in one of those type of shows, though. No, I don't think she. Maybe she was. I don't I think so. she was. I would have totally recognized Buffy. Huh. But wasn't no. Wasn't she in like um, a couple of horror movies too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was. Wrong turn. Was no, she in that wrong was turn? no. You're thinking of. You are thinking of Eliza Dushku. Wow, those yeah. names are so yeah. similar. Elijah Cuthbert was the one that was Jack Bauer's daughter on 24. She's okay, blonde. Okay, I'll have to look her up because yeah. I don't know who that is. One of I my, know the name. One of my things, one of my prized possessions, Corey, my brother, back when 24 was on, was into going and buying the 24 trading cards. Okay. And a lot I of the tra- there was a thing. Yeah, some of the trading cards came with a card that had a piece of the character's clothing <gasps> from the show in it. That's really cool. Yeah. Like he had a piece of President huh. Palmer's tie cuz he was a big character on the show. And Corey gave me the trading card that has a piece of her sweater. Her she had a pink oh. sweater in the first season, so wow. I have a piece of the clothing she wore. It's a little stalkerish, but I dig that. And he, he got me, there, there were buffy ones too. He got me okay. ones where they had pieces of the clothing that were actually worn in the scenes in, inside the trading card that you could see through a plastic panel. So it's really cool. cool. Yeah. But yeah, that was a bit of a digression, but yeah, she well, is in their video for Here Comes My Man. I love, love, love the Gaslight Anthem. I don't know how I describe them. They're just like a rock band. Okay. But they're really good. Uh and as far as bands that people know that I think are really I know, underrated. That's the thing. <laughs> Mine are gonna be bands nobody's heard yeah, of. As far as bands that people have heard of that I think are like really underrated, one of my favorite bands is Third Eye Blind. I love mm. Third Eye Blind. And most people only know them because of that semi semi charm life. Yeah. Jumper. Yeah. And some of those songs. But like their stuff is so good that like they have so many good songs that were never released that should have been hits. Mm. Like if you go to their first album and listen to the song motorcycle drive-by that okay. might be my all-time favorite song like i love blind. that song right. and when they they you know you can they just did a live album and when they do that song in concert everybody is singing it along because it's a it starts one of those songs that starts slow and then gets fast and then gets mm-hmm. slow again at the end but it's one of my all-time favorite songs and i think third eye blind doesn't get the credit that they deserve no i don't think they must because... so just uh, those are the two off the top <laughs> of my head because chris and i could literally yeah. do a whole episode on Jeez. on our musical stuff that we like yeah Blue October, I'm surprised you didn't mention them, but that's a band no, that not Blue, a lot of people know. They had I one think, I think song more on people the radio know Blue October than, than... Than that other one you mentioned, yeah. Guess the first Anthem? one? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like Blue October are a little more popular. I never heard of them until you mentioned them to me. But going to a Blue October concert is just crazy. Like, the crowd... It's just like such a mixture. Yeah. You know, you'll see like goth looking kids and then you'll see like people in their fifties and sixties and you'll see like jock looking people. And it's just, there's like no specific people that go to a blue October concert, Hmm. but they're so amazing in concert. But yeah, before we get off track, because I could seriously. I know. I know. The fish would be my other band, I guess. It's a band that a lot of people have heard of, 
fish with a ph yeah um, i'm just not into the jam band stuff and that's the thing is that they're not they don't sell a lot of albums but they have, have such a loyal following insane live shows like yeah I've seen them 20 times, I believe. And I mean, they sell out human. I mean, I, I saw them for New Year's Eve when there were 75,000 of us in, in the, um, we were in the Everglades in Florida on Seminole Indian Reservation. It was one of the coolest experiences ever. But yeah, they're a band that I think nobody would know. And if you listen to their studio album, you'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But, but it's more it's of a live, live band show. Thing. Yeah. I mean, they are such a, yeah, they're live I give them credit because people love them and yeah. they're carrying on the Grateful Dead thing. So yeah, they hate being compared to the Seriously? Grateful Dead, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's what I always think of them. That's was like, true because it's They're like a jam the next band. generation of Grateful Dead. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the Dead too. But yeah. Do you like Dave Matthews Band and stuff? I've like seen that? Dave. Yep, I saw him at Alpine Valley. I like his music. Yeah. I've seen a weird mixture of concerts. I mean, me too. We're talking. I'm all over the place. Beach Boys. Uh, You've seen the Beach Boys. Saw the Beach Boys way wow. back in the day. That was one of the first concerts I went to. The first one was Night Ranger. John Denver. Oh, I would love to have seen John Denver. I it was like awesome. John Denver. I um, saw New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I've seen John Mayer. Oh, I love. John I've seen Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer. Uh, is this was of... this was like before okay. he got really douchey. No, here's the thing. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because John Mayer is insanely underrated. And the reason is because he is one of the best guitarists there is alive right now. Nobody knows this about him because the music that gets played on the radio does not showcase his guitar playing skills. But no, I'm telling when, you, when we saw him in concert, he's an amazing blues guitarist. Amazing. Uh, if you ask me, I know he went through a serious douchey phase. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram and he has turned into the His first couple person. CDs are like among my favorite CDs. Yeah, but he I has just an don't, amazing voice. I feel like he got into the blues stuff a little too much. And, and like studio that kind albums of stuff. don't reflect that though. I just, I, I, he's one of those bands that I was, or one of those singers I just absolutely <laughs> loved and then just kind of got out of and. I'm totally into him again. You Do you know, know he's like six foot five or six foot four too? I believe he's it. Like he was amazing tall. when we saw him in concert. Yeah. He's very talented. But that was a concert he's I went to. He's underrated and it's uh, because of his reputation. I think I might've mentioned on here. So one band that I went to with Rhonda and, and Brittany and their friend. Uh, to go along with them, they asked me if I'd go along with them. Was Followed Boy, and they oh. were actually really, really good in concert. Yeah. Like I really like that. I don't get into their music, but I think they're talented. Yeah, we could do this. Yeah, for days. so yeah, that's. Oh my god, stop! <laughs> we need to we'll stop. Go, we'll move on to the next. Question one. number two. That's, Thank that's you. Music talk with Kurt and Krista. <laughs> Question number two for this evening. Maybe I'll post a, uh, that song that I like a lot on, in the Strangers, and then you guys post songs that you like. So we. Yeah, we I we, we love we've never really had a music. music thread going on in I'm her. always looking for new music second question for this evening thank you first question asker um mm-hmm. hey kurt hey krista you guys know i love the show but i must know something i must know capital letters i must know oh my god if you could capture two of your favorite paranormal entities and put them into a cage match death fight how oh would the fight go <laughs> and who do you think would win why do I feel like this is a dash question? <laughs> this guy, I don't know. That's dash-ish. That's very dash-esque. That, I mean, I can't even think of two actual entities. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, come on. You know who one of your favorite entities is. Oh, Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, like that? Yeah. Okay. Bigfoot versus what? Bigfoot would win. Not necessarily, not depending on what you put them who up you against. Pick? I'm picking you, Bigfoot. You go, you go first. I mean, you we each have to pick two oh, of them. Oh, come on. Oh, did ours? they say here? Was it one? Was it we each pick one? No, I think he wants us to pick our two favorite entities and put them in a cage match, and who would win? I say he. It could be a she. 
Um, Bigfoot's definitely in there. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I'm I. Whenever anybody says paranormal entity, I think ghost. I don't think cryptoid or cryptid. <laughs> What's a cryptoid? It's, it's really not, it doesn't really make it sound like it's, I don't know if it's wanting one from each of us in a cage match or each of us picking two and then two. putting them in a cage match. Let's each do two. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, you're obviously Bigfoot and... Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually thinking of Loch Ness Monster before. <laughs> That's such a weird match. That'd be a really big cage. That That's a terrible pairing. Um... Bigfoot versus an alien. Who would win? You do huh. decide that. In a physical match, Bigfoot. But the alien probably has powers that Bigfoot doesn't have, unless Bigfoot is an alien, which a lot of people think. And then they could use like mind control stuff on Ooh. each other, levitate each other, Ooh. and like, oh, shoot. I just hit my, <laughs> Shit, my microphone was. boom. That just got weird. So Bigfoot, who could be an alien versus an alien... I still say Bigfoot's winning because he just go just all, because of power. He go all. But if the A-bottom. alien can like control, like like cloud your mind and and do stuff, I'm. I think in your like, case, I'm going to take the alien over. I think Bigfoot. Bigfoot would be like, "What's over there?" And the alien would turn around and, get punched. and Bigfoot would like tear him up. Full Nelson. I don't know what that is. That's like a wrestling move. I know, but is it like a headlock or something? What's a full Nelson? A full Nelson. What's is a where half like, Nelson? That's where you come up behind somebody's shoulders and like have them like a lock with your arms under their arms and. Like, I'll show you later. I think he'd do that, <laughs> and then he'd swing him around and fling him off into the stratosphere. We'll go stratosphere. Out to one of those kids that are being really loud out oh in the God, gym out so here. Loud. We'll just throw, throw Okay, them who out. are you, your two entities? I'm going to go with, I don't know why this popped in my head, but one of mine is Mothman. Sure. Oh, Mothman. We're going to put See? Mothman in there. I can't think of anything And, of course, <laughs> what else do I got to put in there with Mothman? <sighs> what is my favorite thing? I don't know. We just talked about it last time. The bet sphere. Mothman against the bet sphere. <laughs> and I am totally picking the bet sphere on that one because it doesn't have an opening. Yeah, you can't so, do anything. Ah, uh-uh, Mothman can shake it really hard. We know it doesn't <laughs> like being true. shaken really that hard. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tiny I'm, aliens inside are going to get all, you know. All right. I was going to pick the bet sphere to win that one, but you kind of got no, me. I think Mothman is going to Mothman. Or that freaky deaky eagle that that person posted on <laughs> That one picture, the picture where the, it's got like its head sideways looking at you, creep me out, like legitimately like, like alien-esque, kind of like creep me out. Yeah, that was that's a weird But yeah, my two are going to be Mothman versus the Bet Sphere, and I wanted the Bet Sphere to win, but Krista had a good point. Mothman will just, just shake, shake it, it up a little. <laughs> it doesn't have any, like weird, what's it going to do? It's a weird like, mental picture too. Yeah. <laughs> I picture it like shaking it next like to its head, like to what's it? in there? <laughs> Guys. So, those, those are our answers <laughs> what about bigfoot versus mothman that's kind of an even match i think bigfoot i gotta go with bigfoot bigfoot just because of the power strength. just brute strength yeah i'll go with bigfoot mothman i don't know could just fly away not if they're in a cage if it's oh, like a hell true. in a cell that has the roof on it that's true. So yeah, I got to go with Bigfoot, Bigfoot in that case too. Bigfoot wins all. But I still want my... All I'm still, powerful. I'm still pulling for my little bet sphere. Your little bet sphere. My little guy. Okay. So <laughs> thank tiny you. aliens. Thank you so much for the questions, you guys. Those yeah. were some interesting questions. We could go on for days on both of those topics. Yeah, probably. we probably could. We probably could. Hey, what do you guys think? Who are your two entities that you would put in a cage match? Yep. And who would win? Totally bet sphere. I love that. It is a cool topic. So, but Mothman too and Bigfoot. I'm yeah. just not down with the Bigfoot. I really like Loch Ness Monster, but that's 
It's an unfair match. You could have a man in black versus a black-eyed kid. That would be interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Let's see where we're going. We're going to think about this. We're going to have to think about this. We should have one every time. (laughs) We should. Our new cage match corner. Cage Cage match corner. (laughs) Roll roll dice like Dungeons and Dragons about who does what. I've never done that. No, I played that when I was a kid. I'm really into a game right now called Pandemic, though. It's a cooperative game. I've heard. I've heard about Pandemic. Actually, it's really fun. My husband and I play it. I don't even have any video games right now. I'm playing because I went through Red Dead Redemption too. So not. Did he get his redemption? Yes and no. Oh. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> so Cool. That's about it. And you have a spiel um, to read. Believe at the it end? or not, I Kurt came from three prepared? seasons in, I finally <laughs> added our contact <laughs> info to my show notes every week. It's all organized and whatnot. So, just give me three seasons and I'll be right on top of something. Our email address, if you would wish to send us any email, is the strange sessions at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at strange session without the final s because somebody else already had that and we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do about that not actively we not just actively. sometimes talk about it. um on instagram we're just the strange sessions yep. but krista's really good with the instagram stuff she's very active on instagram <sighs> only when we release an episode i'm actually terrible yeah. about updating it and as always we love mail from you guys we love postcards we love taste tests taste test within reason yeah yeah don't just throw a, fish a half-eaten sandwich in there and don't think we're gonna eat it throw a sardine wrapped in a pickle in there either <laughs> not sardine doing it no you're not gonna do it <laughs> no so if you want to w- send us something in physical mail mm-hmm. it is the strange sessions p.o box four three four Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. We're like professionals now. We're getting there. Give us another three seasons and we're going to be awesome. <laughs> we might be on to something. We might be. We might have an intern by then. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's getting cloudy again. Do you see that pile up still the other day? 131 cars. 100 in, in a, on a highway near where we live, mm-hmm. there was a... White that day conditions. was crazy because it was snowing and it was like 50, 60 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. And there were whiteout conditions and there was a 131 car pile up on Only the highway. Only one person was killed and that is I know, but did you see that somebody amazing. lost their cat? Somebody that was in their accident, <gasps> their cat got out? No. I know. There were like a whole bunch of people injured too, though. Yeah. I mean, only one person died, yeah. but there were a lot but of injuries. But did you see like the footage of it? Like yes. somebody driving by with their cell phone and all you can see are... They, they were driving a like, lime green They Jeep. said it looked like something from a movie. Yeah. Uh, a I movie heard some of the 911 calls. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I still think this weather is due to harp, that they're using harp to try to stop Krista and I from getting together to record. <laughs> well, they would be unsuccessful. Yeah. You can't stop know. us. No. Well, you can if it's like a couple inches of snow. Yeah, we would totally not come. My car is so inches. bad in snow, it's unreal. Mine's I, awesome, it, actually. Mine's not because of the wheel thing, that there's something with my wheels shimmy no matter. Uh, like when I'm on the highway, like I think I told you, if I'm driving. Like your alignment. If I, it, yeah, but I, ha- I had it in to get it fixed, and they looked at it and said there's nothing they can do about it, which sounds a lot like the toxicology report for the <laughs> lead mask guys. <laughs> they went, eh. eh good luck. Eh. So if there's like snow or a lot of water on the road, my car is all over the place hydroplaning because the wheels shimmy so bad. So if there's snow, I can't come out here. Jeez. So we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Well, it's almost March. Yeah. That means we could get like a hundred more snowstorms. The snow should stop by June. So we should be okay. Sure, sure, sure. So... That's about it from us tonight. Yeah. So hopefully you guys like the episode. Next time will be a regular full length 
uh, this, this one's is an hour and a half. Next one's going to be a little more paranormally because we haven't really done paranormally at this season. It's right. been a lot of weird co- uh, conspiracy strange. kind of yeah. stuff and a lot of the weird stuff. So next one will be a little more paranormally. So Up your ghost alley. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Although this one was an hour and 25 minutes, so it's not really any shorter than no, usual. That's true. So <laughs> from Krista and I, until next time, stay, stay strange. strange. This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com.